fired up about something, it can kind of be a good opportunity to let some of that energy transcend into more productive stuff. Amen, brother. Amen. So I'm I'm fired up. I mean, we could probably hit record unless you already did it. But uh, yeah, I got it recording a couple seconds ago. Well, hell yeah. All right. We'll fucking you know. Well, I figured I just the, go ahead. I figured the personal stuff was out of the way, um, and if we could still harness some of that anger and some of that you know fire and brimstone, <laughs> but minus the personal stuff, then that would be good. Dude, honestly, it's a it's a perfect. Oh, here my fucking dog wants to come up on my lap. Um, it's a perfect little. It's a perfect like segue actually because this was basically the one and only i think i had some potential topics percolating a little bit but this was basically the one thing that i had on my mind to talk about which is just dude i've just been bitching a lot lately i've been in a bad mood lately a little grumpy little a little grumpy a little depressed a little anxious Mm -hmm. um little little not feeling great right and um and i feel like maybe part of that is I was sick for a little while. And so mm. then it's like, well, you get out of the habit of exercising and you know what I mean, but yeah, it can throw all your systems out of whack, dude. Your immune system gets like kind of fucked. And then it's like, all your rhythms are kind of wonky. Yeah. Well, right. And so I'm just, I'm all fucked up, dude. And uh, just getting frustrated about stuff. And this was, uh, <laughs> this, but you know, this is a funny one though. Right. Because it's like, it's one of these things where I'm like, Oh, like, you know, Slavs being a real grump. Right. But it's like, dude, in any circumstance, this shit would have pissed me off and I'm not going to go into it. Right. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's just funny. It's like, it's almost like, um, shit just kind of piles up a little bit dude it absolutely does that's the one thing about life it's like once something starts going Mm -hmm. uh it just really starts to snowball and i don't know if it's like law of attraction or like what kind of like you know mumbo jumbo you could say that it is but uh, things do typically seem to kind of group together if things are going bad you know a bunch of bad things kind of all come at once but if things are going good it's kind of the same way it's really weird how that works it's like you get into these uh, waves almost just like straight up and down um, mm-hmm. but it's like in that rhythm the things kind of fall into the rhythm so like it, it all comes at once and it all goes at once and it kind of goes like that it's really really interesting yeah it's a fucking pain <laughs> it's a fucking pain in the ass man yeah it can um, be overwhelming for sure and i think i think like i think a big part of it is just the changing of the seasons you know i got one of my mm. buddies who who you met at the wedding me and him talk a lot about using i mean it's a big topic but i guess the best way i can simplify it or put it into just a sentence or two is like using the seasons as a theory for just understanding life a little bit i mean of course dude yeah i'm all about that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and like and and it's a it's a good way of doing it right Mm -hmm. and like you know uh you know winter right now we're kind of just we're kind of just conserving energy you know we're holding what we got we're burning through the stockpiles that we got in the fairer seasons Mm -hmm. a little bit harvest is over exact exactly right and um yeah i don't know i'm I'm feeling like maybe i just didn't quite sow my seeds correctly i feel like the last couple of weeks of autumn were just me being a little under the weather you know Mm mm-hmm and, uh, yeah, it's interesting, you know, being, being a little depressed, you know, me and the missus fighting a little bit more mm, that'll happen last week or so. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, like I, I actually think that like, I kind of, 
I think that fighting a lot is like cool and good to be honest. Yeah. Um, but once you start seeing it like uptick and it's because like you have a, your own independent kind of stuff going on, that's usually not, that's not yeah. the healthy kind of fighting. It will. Ex- and that's the big thing is that not all fighting is created equal. It's kind of right. Right. And so it's like, it's not good fighting. It's just kind of shitty fighting where everyone's feeling mm-hmm. shitty. Um, the good kind of, the good kind of fighting is being like, Hey, like, let's like, Let's not be people that just like let this shit fester like a water right. leak in the walls of your house or something, you know. Let's address things as they come up instead of just like letting it simmer and then boil over eventually. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what were your thoughts on it? How, how have you been lately? This is this is a, this is our therapy episode. Dude, I mean, if we can call it something other than therapy, I'm cool with it. <laughs> the therapy's kind of gay, so I'm not really in on all that. This is um, our psychoanalysis episode. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, this is, this is, I don't fucking know what the fuck this is. This, this is, is just bros hanging out, talking it through, dude. This is just bros <laughs> hanging out, talking it through. That's exactly what you like go to a therapy session. You're like, hey, man, can we just call this like bros hanging out, talking it through? Yeah, dude, can we just, like, crack a beer, maybe? You know, turn the game on? Can I just, like, shotgun a high life? (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, Well, I mean, there's a couple things I'm thinking. Um, Before we get into how I've been doing, I I got a couple things that just kind of sprung to mind when you were talking there. Um, Because I think that I feel that, too. Like, I think that seasonal kind of rhythms are very very much so a part of life and mm-hmm. like i think that when spring comes you know things are coming back to life colors popping up everywhere it's easy to be like really high on the hay and like excited about everything high on the you know, hay, s- huh? <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's a real saying but that's what came out just then um I maybe mean, the high, high, high cotton on the hay right now you goddamn degenerate i mean a little bit yeah but <laughs> 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 well, that's no different than usual um but yeah, dude, it's like spring gets you a little fired up. Summer can kind of like take it out of you a little bit, but it's still good. Um, and then, the, you know, fall comes around. For me, I like fall a lot, but it is like a wind down time. And when you get into to winter, like colors go away. The things around you start dying off. And so it is a downturn. It is literally like a, a time when like deciduous trees and plants like cut everything back and return back into like their roots basically. And that's where they store all their energy. So that's kind of what you were talking about. Like, like, you know, just burning through all your reserves Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of you're getting into that point. And so I think that a lot of people experience downturns in winter um, because yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of gloomy out there. Like everything around you is kind of dying off and kind of, weeping or wilting or kind of gray and whatnot so it's hard not to internalize that a little bit even if it's subconsciously and then also like you can start to get problems with getting colds and getting sick in the cold like when it starts getting winter and that really can be like a real real drain as well but like i think the real frustrating thing with when when you get into like a funk and you're kind of depressed and stuff is how easy it is for that to kind of bubble over into the rest of your life to where it's not just you in the funk, but you start to like kind of maybe bring other people into it by accidentally arguing a little bit more or just kind of being irritable um, because you're already kind of like hardwired. I think that's what I like. That's probably what I worry about the most when I get into a funk is like, I get really conscious about, man, I need to make sure I'm not letting this affect the people around me. Cause I, it's easy to let it happen. And uh, that's when I notice it the most is I'll be like, 
you know, I'll be kind of down on like a, a little bit of a trough, if you will. And then, you know, something will come up, just a small inconvenience and I'll just be a little bit more irritable than usual. And I think that's kind of like, I don't know. I think that's maybe the more upsetting thing. And then holidays come around this time too. So it's like people are kind of stressed out. People are kind of worn down. People are a little bit into their wits. And so, yeah, it can be a little bit of a, an like a emotional kind of season. Dude. And that, you know, that's another funny thing is we got, you know, so we're hosting, we're hosting this year. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which, you know, I mean, here, I want to make sure I'm actually talking into my fucking microphone. I feel like that's a mistake I make frequently. You're louder was, now, but you were fine before too. I'm setting the. I know. Just lay down. I'm just. It's like the dog's just hitting his head on the microphone a lot, and I'm like, all right, let's just let's just put him in his bed. Um, let's just put him down. Um, you the shit. Don't put him down. I'll, save him. <laughs> I'll rescue him, dude. I'll come up there, dude. He's had it coming for for far too long. He got it way too good for way too long. Exactly. Um, nah, man, like. You know, we're hosting, first year married, and we're kind of bringing the families together. We're doing a little consolidation. My joke is, is that I'm <laughs> I'm instating sweeping reforms in the party. Yeah, like a and, clearing house coming in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is this is this is Stalinistic. And and um dude, we got dude, everybody's going along with it, but we got we got the one fucking person who's like, Why are we doing it this way? Why are we doing it that way? I want it to be this way. Why does it need to be different? And it's just a fucking pain in the ass, man. And it's Tell just, him, dude, hey, it's change like, is a part of life. <laughs> no, exactly. Right. And it's, it is what it is. Right. And, you know, in the grand scheme, it's like, I mean, I like literally hear myself saying this shit and it's like, this is, this is a joke. Like who cares? Right. But when you're like, when you're already feeling down, when you're already kind of got that, those, it's like drunk goggles of feeling shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, then just like the dumbest, most petty shit, um, can like really get to you, you mm-hmm. know? And this yeah. is kind of a perfect example of that. And I, and I feel like hosting the holidays is, it's kind of, you know, great for that anyways, but, or is good for that. Um, but you know, I mean, part of us kind of taking the, the baton here was kind of, you know, the idea of just being like, all right, we're not gonna, we're not gonna fall into the dumb boomer parent thing of just like, bitching constantly about the holidays and acting like we're dying on the cross here Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that's another thing too like i I was making a little bit of a point about how it can be kind of stressful in the holidays which you're experiencing of course with all this mm -hmm. but there is also like what you're saying that kind of like boomer mentality i think is a big part of it where it's like i don't know if it's because of like culturally it was kind of pushed in movies and stuff too or if that was just kind of like what was going on a lot but people just freaking out around the holidays. Like, yeah. you know, just like, I hate yeah. this time of year. It's too busy. Like I got too much going on, blah, blah, like all this shit. Maybe people make it a little bit too hard on themselves. Um, Dude, I remember going through rehab and like, and I mean, I don't want to be, I guess like me using this example is just like, it's, it's an extreme, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like this, it's people in there that are struggling. Right. And it can be challenging. Right. Um, but just like, I just remember like it would come around to be like the holidays and it's just like, dude, you just have to listen to all these fucking people just bitch about shit. And it's literally like, maybe the fact that you're like looking at something that's actually like a blessing and a beautiful time of year, uh, to like be around love as like, as like a curse. Maybe that's like part of your fucking problem. (laughs) Right. Um, and like, 
you know, that's that's a that's a thing I, I notice a lot. And again, I mean, for people that, you know, for people where it is like a reminder that they that they don't have family around or something like that, I, I get it. Right. It can be mm-hmm. it can be tough. But I mean, you know, the amount of people that that actually is is. Um, you know, accurate for um, versus the amount of people that just bitch about it because it's something to do. It's you know, right. I think a lot of people just make up fake problems with their family to have too. Um, oh, yeah. And then like people also kind of like, I think young people or maybe not even young people, but millennials specifically, that kind of group, they use it almost like it's like a badge of honor to be like, I hate the holidays and I fucking hate like my having to get around my family and like, man, I just wish we could like just order some shitty Chinese or something. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of, that's something I run into a lot. I feel like. Um, and I think it's like primarily in that age range. I don't know if it's like kids that just grew up on too much grunge in like early two thousands alt rock. And it's just like, eh, man, and that's just like what they, they do in the holidays. It's too. like the cultural legacy of Gen Xers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's people that are just kind of culturally like that across the board with generations. And I think like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it just, it's, it's, I'm tired of it, uh, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, it's just kind of like, you know, we're just like the case with, with us that's going on. It's like, it's like, it's nothing big. Right. I'm just, it's just like, I'm, I'm trying to just host something. And it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't do exactly what you want it to be. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you can't and, do exactly what everyone wants because like you got to do what it's going to work, you know? And like, if exactly, you try to do it, it for everyone, it won't ever be anything. Exactly. And, and, and I think in the case of, you know, these people that are just like, Oh, the holidays, right. Oh, family's so horrible. I mean, I have a, I have a family member that's also just like, you know, I just worry if I'm going to be safe kind of thing. One of those, right. Like, and, and it's just like, dude, like, wait, cause like, of what COVID? No, just literally because they're like an emotionally manipulative woman. And like, oh, they okay. just, like women can just trot out the like, I feel unsafe as like their way of being kind of Machiavellian. I see. I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and like, um, um, but like the culture isn't allowed to like call that what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's just, it's just, it's like all these people just need to like, just be told like, dude, everybody's just kind of doing their best, man. Like <laughs> it's everybody's good to get together their- with your it's- family and people fight. Like, that's just a classic tradition. You're going to get together with your extended family. People are going to get into some kerfuffles. And then you're going to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, I don't want it to be anything huge. But, yeah, like, just, like, just get together. People bounce off each other, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we're just kind of figuring it all out. That's all you can do, right? And it's just like, I don't know. Life is hard enough. Mm-hmm. You know, creating real serious issues with this stuff or I don't know. It's, it's just wild, man. It's just wild. Well, have you decided if y'all are going to do a white elephant? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing doing white elephant, which again is, you know, outside the norm for, um, the traditions, the, these, these, these sacred traditions. Um, what do y'all typically do? Like a gift swap? Nobody does shit. Nobody does oh, shit. Okay. Neither of our families have been in the habit of actually doing any anything resembling traditions in a right. number of years. Um, but people kind of act like there is tradition, right? Uh, and so we're, well, just, we do we're doing, this way. <laughs> what's that? 
being like, oh, well, we do it this way usually. And you're like, and we haven't like, done anything don't... usually in 15 years. <laughs> no, exactly. You don't do anything at all, you fucking retard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so I mean, we're, we're doing the white elephant, you know, and, and I think that's good. You know, I mean, it's like when you have adult kids, you do the joke mm-hmm. gift giving, right? You don't, yeah. we don't need to, we don't need to, you know, get, we don't need to get Slav uh, a PS5 in front of everybody. Right. Slav can buy his own PS5. He, <laughs> he did buy his own PS5. So do y'all set a, li- are you going to set a limit for the gift for white elephant? Um, 25 so kind of. 25 okay, bucks, nice. which was actually funny because I'm like, I'm like, man, like with inflation, like is 25 bucks actually going to be adequate? Well, I think that cuts it. I mean, I you're not trying to get it. someone the best gift of all time. It's just kind of a goof a little bit. It's, you know, it's like a fun thing you're doing, it, you know, get something that might be a useful gadget to have around the kitchen or the garage or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not meant to be something major. I think that's a good limit. And even if it's like, even if with inflation, it makes the cut kind of tight that almost makes it a little bit more fun because you kind of get a little bit more oddball stuff going on. So it makes like the, the trading and who gets what a little bit more kind of cutthroat and fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I I just, you know, it just, it just gives people something to do. Um, So how about the guy that, that brings like, that goes over the limit. That's all. I feel like that's always a guy. There's always a guy. It's like, Oh, I just didn't know the limit was $25. We had an amazing one of those a couple of years ago yeah um so oh man this shit's funny to me so we had um we had whatchamacallit um (laughs) um we had a white elephant for we did a christmas in july which i think Mm. is hilarious right yeah that's fun and uh and we had somebody show up who literally just like they were working like a retail job and this is just like a retarded buddy that none of us really hang out with anymore. And, and he was working a retail job and some random guy just like came in while he was closing. And this was like the shift before he like left to come over to the party late. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and the guy's like, and the guy's like, Hey, like I'm just like promoting this like big festival out of town. Um, and I have just like a couple extra tickets here. Ooh, Um, I'm just going to give them to you. And it's like hundreds of dollars. It's like worth like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. And so he's like, cool. All right. That's, <laughs> that's my white elephant. And Hell so yeah. he, like, he like shows up and he's like, all right, here's my white elephant gift. And it's like super expensive. And it's also just one of these things that like nobody, one, nobody wants it because it's awkward because it's really expensive. And yeah. two, nobody knows if they can get the weekend off to go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And I thought that was like one of the funniest examples that I could, that I've experienced. Did he explain when he came in that he got them from someone at work or did he like, it, it was like when you're in, in the him? huge crowd, it's like kind of, I feel like it was kind of, I don't totally remember, but I feel like it was kind of hard to give the full explanation. Yeah. People are like, uh, what is this hotshot doing coming in here with $300 tickets? What the fuck? Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> we got a screwdriver set. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the best one that year was somebody went and got, two paintings framed paintings from goodwill and one of them was cats playing billiards and dogs oh, yeah. playing poker hell yeah and that one got stolen like the maximum amount of times like almost instantly i like that uh, dude i've never seen that before yeah well because the dogs playing poker is classic classic oh yeah right? 
but it came with the cats playing billiards. And I, I really liked that, you know, just like a couple of tabbies smoking cigars, you know? Oh yeah. It's beautiful. Some real alley cats. Exactly. Alley cat. Exactly. Right. You get it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what it's kind of all about. Right. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we're getting I mean, into it now. We're getting into the winter. We're getting into Christmas. Um, we're kind of swinging into it pretty pretty fast. I think the last episode we did was on the free feed, at least, was early November because we've been kind yeah. of hitting it, hitting the Patreon mostly. Um, so which, yeah, we you know, which you know makes sense. I mean, I feel good about that because it's like I feel like we have a an obligation to the the, the subscribers first. Um, yeah i mean if we have a limited schedule i feel like it's a priority to get something out to the patreon for sure um totally totally i'm because i just i i I don't love the uh the freeloaders as much yeah i mean all you freeloaders get with it you know help us out a little bit it's the holiday season you know our boys stressed and depressed maybe help them get something you know i'm actually depressed because not enough people are subscribed yeah, dude, if we had like, you know, at least double the amount we have now, I think Slav's like real attitude and everything would just go way up 100%. Yeah. Are you familiar with like Boogie2988, that like fat guy? I don't think so. Wait, is it a YouTube guy? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Was this a while ago? Like a, like I'm a just, I shouldn't ago? even make this joke, but I was just going to say like, I feel like his whole thing was just basically being like, I'm going to kill myself if anybody makes fun of me online or like does it help support me and i was just gonna be like I'll, I'll oh i remember him i'll pull a oh yeah yeah every he's the hot goss right now because is somebody he? made a, 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 a somebody made like uh well he's not hot but there's some goss he somebody made like a fucking documentary about him and honestly i don't even know why i'm t- i was just talking about him because i was gonna make a reference a joke but this shit is fucking youtube drama is probably the lowest fucking tier of yeah possibly think of so well at first i thought he was the like uh the guy that there was a viral video a long time ago of a guy that danced in like his room and was like my he my dude you're talking about the i thought it was that guy yeah i thought it was that (laughs) but i googled i was like oh no that's not him no but you kind of i I, I mean, maybe someone will be like, that's different. To me, that's a similar vibe a little bit, but no. Yeah. Boogie, here, let me just. He looks kind of similar, dude. Oh, I'm looking at the both of them side by side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. The, yeah. No. I mean, it's like a fat man. It's a fat man. I mean, he's morbidly obese. He's and... like the Wojak meme, the fat Wojak meme with the with the glasses. I mean, God bless him. I don't. I, mean, I feel bad now. I'm taking that one back. Dude, the fact is, is this guy's a fucking piece of shit, so I don't really care, but. um. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, fuck it, dude. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, fucking Numa Numa. This guy's like the, uh, this guy's like a dark universe Numa Numa. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, like, I'm yeah. Just looking at his just horrible body horror physique. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's something out of like an 80s horror movie. Yeah, I don't want to be looking at this shit. Video drum looking ass, dude. Video drum as hell, dude. Um, <laughs> meat wallet looking guy. Fucking stomach, stomach couple, wallet. He has a couple meat wallets. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, man. Um, dude, did you hear that Henry Kissinger died? Oh, I did. Dude, that was the day we actually recorded our last uh, Patreon bonus. Wait, was it really? Yeah, I, ha- I like. I saw the alert like twenty minutes before you recorded, and I was, I thought we could bring it up, but I feel like we were on kind of a jovial 
uh, kind of vibe, if you will. Sure. <laughs> well, honestly, the only the main thing that I'm just going to say about it is it's like I think that I think that the Henry Kissinger's dead is became unfortunately like a cringe Reddit tier uh, dirtbag leftist meme mm-hmm. um, with a crab so, dancing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, the the, <laughs> the African guys dancing with the with the, uh, coffin. <laughs> the casket, basically, yeah. basically just just people making all the same jokes that we did in 2019, right? Um, but just never adjusting, um, right? Which it's fine, right? That life has phases. That's all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, um, Henry Kissinger's dead. Um, pour one out to a to a important figure i guess to a real one bro <laughs> yeah real 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 s- salty dog i guess um, an architect of american excellence bro come on that's something it. like that the, ar- <laughs> the architect of um the architect of uh of the petrodollar um, oh the dark architect the dark <laughs> yeah dude, like, this is like the matrix he's the architect um yeah yeah dude, i don't okay. know man i I don't, I mean, do you have any thoughts on it? I mean, I don't, literally the deepest my thoughts go is basically just like, I'm stoked that I never have to hear the like, when is Kissinger going to die thing? You know, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like not surprising that like that happens. And then you see, uh, you know, like cringe YouTubers just like making videos about it. Cause it's mm-hmm. like pretty low grade discourse. Yeah, he's one of those guys that like everyone's just like hates him universally, and you're like, yeah, he's scum of the earth, the worst guy ever, real sicko. But like, I honestly, and I'm gonna lose some street cred on this, probably, I don't have a clue what he did. I know that he was involved with like foreign policy. I think probably Vietnam War, maybe like that kind of stuff, and like containment policy. Um, But like, I know he's. That's really all I know. I don't need like specifics, and so I know that like, yeah, all that's not good, and all that's bad. So yeah, but he's an old motherfucker. That's why people kept saying, "When is he gonna die?" Because I think he was a hundred years old. Uh, yeah, so he so he he lived a really long time. Um, you know, Kissinger kind of basically kind of um, he's he's I'm trying to like figure out the easiest way to because because it's like I'm personally someone who knows the broad strokes, right? But right, you know, you know, basically, um uh really 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 um influential as far as like american foreign policy right so really kind of set it set it to what it is right Mm. um um definitely kind of uh i think probably uh had the ear of and manipulated uh nixon quite a lot Um, and like, you know, like I said, um, you know, the move to go off the gold standard and then basically have the USD tied up with the value of gold or no, sorry, the opposite, just fiat, Uh, not yeah. And, and go with, uh, you know, basically the value that, that barrels of oil were going for. Okay. It's, it's a Kissinger thing. You know, I mean, his, his legacy is basically just. The, the current state of the Middle East and, and our connection to it. Oh, so really horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a lot of really bad shit. Um, you yeah, know, I'm seeing here his uh, the only sentence I see about him on henryakissinger.com is Henry A. Kissinger was a Secretary of State and respected American scholar who helped create the post-World War II world order. That sounds just very dark and evil. 
helped create post World War II world order. And they're like, yeah, that's that's his bio. Yeah, well, well, right, and so the the post World War II world order is just American hegemony. Right. Yeah. Okay, right. Of course. And like, and so yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I think like like our our kind of shtick a little bit of just like I, I at least speaking for myself, like like multipolarity is kind of the way of the future. I think that I think that like Western liberal hegemony is 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 kind of one of the one of the biggest things you can point to as far as just like bad. Well, yeah, and just like and just like one what's if you have if you have one thing to point to to go this is why. Right? <laughs> That's a pretty good one thing to point to. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And so if you have one guy to point to, He's a pretty good guy to point to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that said, I mean, part of the issue with Kissinger is part of the issue with just all leftoid analysis, um, which is that no one gives a fuck if you say that Bush did 9-11 anymore because 9-11 was 22 fucking years ago. Yeah. Um, no one gives a fuck if you say irreverent things about Margaret Thatcher or fucking Henry Reagan. Kissinger because, like, yeah. these guys haven't really been... I mean, in the case of Kissinger, he was still writing books up until like two years ago or something. Dude, I'm seeing his book list and it sounds just demonic, dude. I mean, no, and this guy is like, pro- this guy's prolific, right? He put out World Order in 2014. He put out Diplomacy in 1994, On well, China 2011, in the well, age and of listen, AI. And listen, man, I mean, you have to, just to finish my last point, basically just like, this is, this is, this is like fake and gay performative edginess. I don't give a fuck if all these people that are like, oh, Thatcher's dead. Honk if Thatcher's dead. It's like, dude, Thatcher, I don't give a, who's, who gives a fuck about Margaret Thatcher? Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Margaret Thatcher isn't, the legacy of Margaret Thatcher uh, is is relevant to a, to right. a contemporary right. politics, but like, you know the point I'm making, right? And this is this mm-hmm. is the whole thing is that the the political analysis and 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 just icons of of uh, of um, I guess uh, iconoclasm that fucking normies and redditoids use always needs to be at least like two decades behind, yeah. Um, or else they actually like risk you know pointing to the actual focal points of power that exist right. today, which you know. Fucking the Sean P. McCarthy vibe, dude. Well, wait, what was that? I said that Sean P. McCarthy type shit, dude. (laughs) Dude, I like, I feel like, I feel, I haven't been super on uh, Twitter lately, but I feel like the last times that I had been seeing Sean, it wasn't quite as bad. Um, but no, I mean, no, God bless to- him. He's a good guy, but he was just like, I mean, I guess I have no idea anything about him, but, <laughs> but he but was just analysis. always talking about like, yeah, fucking, uh, let's look into the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, dude, let's fucking look into the goddamn COVID crisis. Actually something that's happening right now, dipshit. No, exactly. Yeah. And, and, the, and like, and it's like, I'm almost, I almost feel for him a little bit because it's just like, dude, you're not gonna look into, you're not gonna look in to uh covid you're not gonna look into the election right i mean i remember i remember that was a whole thing with truanon where like where they they recorded uh they recorded an episode about the hunter biden laptop and then they released it like a week after the election even though they recorded it like a month before oh wow 
And it was just because, like, no, they just have a they have a bunch of like retarded little leftoid PMC listeners, and and it and it sucks because it's like, dude, like, dude, like they their hand their hands are kind of tied at a certain point because they're mm-hmm. dude they're raking in a lot of fucking money, man, yeah. but they're not raking in that much money, and they're not raking in money in a way that's like super secure, right? They're like they're like a rape allegation and a half away from just like. <laughs> needing to work in a coffee shop again right yeah right and that sucks that's like and also if you think about it like that's fucking crazy and Mm -hmm. so i like feel bad about it right but but yeah i mean totally no honestly that's it was a perfect example you used there right yeah i didn't mean um, to bring him up and get like gossipy or whatever mm -hmm. but that's just what came to my head immediately no i just like to get into the gossip a little bit about it i always just feel a little bit bad because it was just like that was a fight between him and Amy and anymore mm. it's just like dude, oh, if it's dude, a, dude if, no yeah it's like if it's a toss-up between one of these two like I'm going with anybody else besides her you know <laughs> but yeah yeah but I mean I mean she's almost the exact opposite um where it's just where it's just like it's it's just like cutting your fucking nose off to spite your face right like you mm-hmm. just need to say well whatever I mean that's the fucking the feedback loop that informs the worst aspects of the right is just needing to you just you just spiral and spiral and spiral until you just become antithetical to just basic decency yes and and you tell yourself i mean i have family members that are right wing and it's really unhealthy for them to culturally identify too heavily with this these days because they've always had a hard time relating with people Mm. and they've always kind of had a little bit of an outsider complex a little bit right and like what ends up happening is that they're they're really hopped up on their favorite little TV show, which is the dissident right. Right. Mm-hmm. And now they have a new way of contextualizing and expressing what's actually always been with them, which isn't a new thing since 2016, which is just the fact that there are people that have a hard time relating with other people. Yeah. Right. But now they ch- they put it in the context of a global fucking conspiracy. Right. Yeah. Where like I agree with them on a lot of fucking things. And honestly, a similar thing. I was I was I was talking to somebody about this recently. Um, being a fucking leftoid is now just like this, this, this. It's this. It's a similar thing, except it's now just a way of of being the popular click and mm. just like abusing people for just like basically not fitting in with the crowd yeah right and like oh like you know having a normal one you don't want to get vaccinated oh my gosh you disagree about so and so and so and so having a real normal one well adjusted much and it's like dude like you're just a little fucking bully dude you're just a little shitty bully and like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, but but it, it's 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 almost like these perfect opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Um, well, the thing is, it also becomes like a self fulfilling prophecy where you're like, okay, well, I'm someone who's always had a hard time relating with others. Maybe I've always yeah, kind of been a bit of an outsider. outsider. And then you're like, okay, well, I live in a really blue place, and now I'm going to be you know a dissident right, and like it's going to create more barriers to connecting with others in that area. And then you can be like, well, it's because of this thing and politicize it. And the same thing with the, with the other end of things too, where it's like, you know, you, you're doing it cause you want to join this cool club or whatever. And, and finally get, you know, validation for when you weren't a part of the cool kids table, when you were 
a, you know, a twerp or whatever. But Which instead, totally describes all of these fucking leftoids, by the way. Right, 100%. And but now you're like, I'm going to get the power back and I'm going to be able to deride you on social media or whatever and this weird shit. But um, that also is isolating. Right, yeah. But that's also cutting people off from you. And you like are going to also be the people who self-isolated super hard during COVID and all that bullshit. So like there are these self-fulfilling prophecies that these people get locked into a little bit. Well, when it's, it's it, like I think a big part of it that. is being the one who has the power to make a uh, severance, right? Like being the person who has the power to be like, no, I'm actively rejecting you. You're not yes. rejecting me. I yeah. want to be in that position. Right. And like, you look at all these, like dude, fucking just, creepy ass weird fucking effeminate dudes and polycules mm. and fat women with social anxiety who like who have like somehow managed to make smoking weed fucking dorky like these people you mean seth like, rogan <laughs> no i mean like our hr managers <laughs> well yeah, thankfully I, I don't have an hr manager but um i like made a trans joke to my boss the other day and it's just, oh nice uh-huh, dude yeah um, yeah, dude, I was talking about how the vaccine was bullshit with my I found out the other day that my boss and uh, my other coworker haven't they didn't get vaccinated either. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa wait, whoa, is your boss being legit yeah. now or is this a new boss? It's the same boss, but like he just wasn't in on the COVID thing, I guess. He's dude, still worried about he... Ukraine, but like, that's just I think that's just coming from a like a good hearted empathy place. Dude, whatever, like, I don't... Dude, he's just a little fucking tarted up. That's it just kinda twisted up and like, you know, he's like <laughs> dude, a forty something year old man. Yeah. He's just a little <laughs> twisted. Little um, sicko, <laughs> sicko mode. He's got he's got a lot of problems. Real sick individual. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot what I was fucking saying, man. But um, well, you're no, talking no, 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 about no. these people. These people are fucking losers. These people are fucking losers. They they're um, sick. Some people might would say they're sickos, and but more importantly, they're fucking sick losers. And so having the power to be like, no, I reject you, is is like really important. It's like yes. really really important. And I have to point out, and this doesn't really totally nest in the point I'm making, but it also just is important. Like the social shaming strategies that are used are like really feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all all most of that social kind of shit in the social sphere is like generally f- feminine coded, if you will. I mean, um, I think but- that, I think that like the outsider thing is less so. Um, well, yeah, that's like a man going his own way, dude. I <laughs> do <Yeah. laughs> MGTOW, dog. <laughs> MGTOW, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So that's I don't know, hero's man. journey, fuck, bro. Yeah, fuck the whole thing, man. I like. Yeah. Well, what dude, here's the thing: you gotta embrace like where What's people are similar instead of where people are different, and that's just really where it comes down to. And I think that's just what you gotta try to do across the board in all scenarios. And it's so like intoxicating to especially when you're someone who feels like an outsider or whatever it's so intoxicating to be able to like be like well this is exactly why and this is like you know really focus Mm -hmm. in on like the the things that separate other people and you from them or whatever but really that's just the wrong mode of thinking And, and it's just the case across all politics like and so being all the way one way or another being super like cut on what's keeping you apart from other people and what what's the thing that's driving society against you that's just a kind of a like a a failing way to look at life like it's just not a a healthy and adjusted way to just deal in a way that's going to make you feel good Mm -hmm. and it's like you're kind of setting yourself up for just yeah just more failure like that and i don't it's like i think everything now is just kind of 
trying to push you into that corner where you feel that way, like with the atomization of everything and with like the constant ramping up of like political discourse and you know, back and forth to each other's throat culture stuff. And all of it is just kind of all getting people really to start focusing in like more and more on what's different. And it's, I mean, obviously it ties in with the identity thing as well. That's also doing that. And I think it's really just kind of getting everyone to, yeah, see the trees instead of the forest, if you will, um, where it's like, you know, you're seeing every, all these different individual isolated things and, and you're seeing, you know, the world is these like blocks instead of being like a goo that, that we're all in or, like, it all uh, together. Yeah, man. And I, I don't know. It's just like, I think everyone's heading in that direction and it's like, you got to fight that as much as you can. And a true, like a more like community-based, like traditionalist conservative, right? Whatever you want to call it would at its core, if it's going to be more community-based and more traditional, would be kind of pushing back against that atomization. And so it would be trying to find the core of what is keeping people together. Like, that's what I would think. And so if you want to be like a real, if you're someone who's on the right or whatever, and you're like, oh, I'm a fucking traditionalist, right, whatever, then you probably shouldn't be trying to pick fights with people and like ostracize yourself from the other people around you, you know? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think that, I think this is also why it's just like, I think like, like I like red bronze age mindset, you know, and I like enjoyed it and I like, like his posting and everything like that. But like the kind of like Nietzschean, you know, kind of like, uh, as far like, I, I think like, I think like, I think that, I think that leaning into, I think that leaning into like Christianity is basically like the direction that's probably the, the good one to go in for, for like the right wing. And right, I think that course. basically just being people that are like, I just want to be like this, like individualistic pirate. Uberman. Yeah. Just be this Uber individualistic, homosexual Ubermensch pirate um, <laughs> is like probably not the best way to go. Um, especially, because, like, weird. especially because like, I'm sorry, but like pirates aren't men that like build civilization. Um, uh, and, pirates are a scourge to civilization, dude. What are we talking are fucking, about? Pirates are scum. Um, yeah. So it's a look fun at book. me. Look at me. <laughs> That's pirates <laughs> now, bro. You don't want to be that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. I mean, I think, like, you know, um, and even then, man, like, I just, like, I encounter people who just really have two, man, as, as much as there's so many fucking, so much just, like, boomer, like, yeah, man, fucking, you know, like, that fucking church that I had to be inside of recently that had like paintings of fucking kamala harris and stacy abrams like that shit like that shit <laughs> that shit's heresy God. okay like yes. that's that's like that's that's bad that's bad bad right mm -hmm. um for as much as there's shit like that like there's also just like a lot of people that like don't understand that like god loves you and mm -hmm. like god also loves people who that fucking make no, well, and that make paintings of fucking Stacey Abrams. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And like, and and like, we need to kind of, we need to kind of hang on to this. You know what I mean? And if 100%, you think, you, dude. if you think that you know better than that, then like you're a you're a fool. You know? So yeah, yeah and dude. you know the, the holidays are just a great example of this, right? Of just the holidays are a great example of this because we're all just kind of doing our best. You know, we're all mm -hmm. just kind of doing our best, and. um 
Well, if and, everyone comes into the holidays with their own individual bullshit, like you're saying, like if someone wants it to go exactly mm-hmm. their way, and everyone wants it all to go that way, and you're all coming together, yeah, nothing's ever I want it to go well. my own. I want it to be men going their own way. That's where right, that's of course. I want it to go. <laughs> like the holidays are like a good example of you having to set your shit aside to come together as a unit and just enjoy being together. And we're like, you have a goal, a common goal of just being together and like not having a miserable time. And so you get through it and it's good. And most of the time, a lot of good comes from it. Like if you don't, if you can set your bullshit aside, and I think that's like a little microcosm of just kind of what can go with life in general. So yeah, yeah, it's a good time to remind you of that. Jude, joy, love, all that shit's going on in this season. You know, it's cold, it's bleak out there, but because of that, we got to cuddle together. You know, there's fires. Dude, it's Uh, hard out here. PJs. It is hard out here for a pimp. Dude, in the cold, <laughs> working these corners, dude. Imagine being a, a working woman on the corners in the cold, dude. That's <laughs> fucked. Dude, just bring bring prostitutes to Christmas is what we're saying. Um, Ooh, Santa's dude, helpers. Santa's little, the el- they're elves. They're elves. <laughs> um, honestly, as a quick side note, too, because this just, this occurred to me a couple minutes ago and I just remembered, like, you know, we're talking about because I just have to point this out and I'm sorry if this gets a couple people here, but I know some folks I hate that word. I know some mm. folks that, that moved to red America after COVID. Okay. And, and I get it. All right. I get it. I understand. All right. I can understand why you would do that. All right. But I'll say this. All right. And this is humbling. Okay. Because this is a limitation of mine, all right? You live in red America, and I live in deep blue America. And, like, I'm just, I'm literally not built for where you live, all right? And I don't mean, like, like a rough area or something like that. I just literally mean, like, I'm used to living in places that make fucking, that have, like, fucking lattes and, like, stupid <laughs> yuppie bullshit. And, like, I'm... I need to kind of be real with myself and just be like, I'm kind of a pussy in that way. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, I don't, I'm not used to, I'm not from that tribe. Okay. Yeah. And even if I disagree with the liberal bullshit going on around here, this is literally the culture that like I've had my entire life to socialize me into. Mm -hmm. It's still your home, dude. That's like where you came up. That's where you're rooted to. It's still my fucking home. Right. And so these people, these like blue state right wingers or whatever, who want to fucking like just solve the problem outright and just, oh, it's all going to be okay if I just move to this new place because I won't be an outsider anymore. You are in for a rude awakening (laughs) Mm because in a much deeper way, you're going to be even more of an outsider. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be a fucking nightmare because now like it's, the the alienation and differences between you guys is mm. is is going to be like a lot deeper and you can't explain it away by being like well it's a political divide yes exactly you know mm. what i'm saying yeah well dude i think that the real pill here is that everyone feels like an outsider a lot of the time everyone kind of feels like an alien or something that you know at least at a certain point in their life and everyone kind of no one really like fits in like these people, these weirdos that are on like, you know, social media, they're doing this like, oh, I'm part of the hive mind now. They're not fitting in anything. And like, you know, it's, none of these people are like, no one's that's fitting why they're in. Saying really. it. That's right. Why so it's like it. getting caught in this delusion that's like, 
oh, everyone else is like fit into a thing. And I'm like in this outside, everyone's in that dude. So like where everyone's feeling that kind of all the time. And so like, you just, there's no like needing to move somewhere else to get, I'm going to fit in there. I'm going to fit. You're never really going to feel maybe like you do fit in maybe, you know, that's, that might be possible. There might be some doubts or whatever, but like, you're going to find your people wherever you go. A little bit of people, if you look for them hard, you're going to develop important relationships if you're not a piece of shit. And like, that's what you stick to. You don't need to try to be in the middle of everything, like the nexus of the town. You know what I mean? Like that's, I don't know. Totally. Totally, totally. Well, and also, also, I mean, like, not to, you know, not to be this guy, not to, not to do the annoying thing, but it's like, you know, it's like a really good way of like having a sense of belonging, uh, starting a family, mm-hmm. y- you know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's a good, that's a good thing to do. You know, what's mm-hmm. like not a good way of getting a sense of meaning, uh, like politics. A, well, yeah, no, joining a political party. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it can be a source of meaning in your life, mm-hmm. right? Um, enacting change and, and things like that. But like people are using this as like a as like a meat substitute like product. Yeah. For just like having a fucking family, dude. How many how many people in a, in the, your average DSA meeting have gone zero contact with their families? Ninety plus percent. Probably a, yeah, probably a fucking shitload of them, right? Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not into it. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, yeah, have a fan, find whatever it well, is. Like, and, I, and not I, to, I don't know. Not to cut you off, but I just remember this too. I mean, honestly, like, again, like, I know people who are like very right wing who have that outsider uh, position mm-hmm. too. I know people, blue state red right wingers, right? And like, part of that too is a similar thing where it's just like, there's like, there's like one particular person I know where it's like, it's like it's a lot of it's a lot of like cultural grandstanding about like oh yeah family and god and country and all that and it's like bro you fucking hate your family you mm. fucking hate your family because like two thirds of them are like libs right and it's like you don't fucking center loving your family and your life shame on you you know what I mean mm-hmm. and like that's that's pretty common that's pretty common I think a lot of people it's easiest to see like um they pick up personas because it's like to downplay some of the negative things that they identify within within themselves so they'll pick up a persona that kind of is like amplifying the opposite Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm because it's easy to see you know your own faults and like the other people easier to see it in other people than in you so you can be like oh all these fucking libs don't care about their family then it's like yeah but neither do you obviously dude you know i mean you're not inviting people to fucking holidays like right the fuck are you talking about dude (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, dude, speaking of holidays, dude, because now we're into it a little bit, we needed nail down. We talked about doing a Christmas movie bonus. Yeah, so I actually, I was talking to the old friggin' ball and chain today. Oh, the friggin' wife. The fr- My friggin' wife. And um, <laughs> I was telling her I want a divorce. No. Uh, oh, we were talking about yeah, I thought y'all a- didn't believe in that thing, huh? I know. No, I'll murder her <laughs> before we get a divorce. Um, oh, that's actually kind of based in trad. um no i'm talking to her and i'm like we should do like a date night tomorrow right and she's like yeah for sure yeah because that's how she talks and um, (laughs) that's how all women talk yeah Yeah, stupid voices (laughs) and and uh and we're gonna fucking watch uh one of these gay little christmas movies and so i feel like i mean the most of them are gay 
Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, not gay, impression... but like, they're, most of them are for broads. I'm sorry, I don't I mean, mean to be cutting you off. I mean, my family always watch gay porn for Christmas, so <laughs> yeah, we just fire yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, everybody um, get in. <laughs> yeah, but um, put your PJs on. Okay, put your PJs on and butt plugs in, and um, no, man. Uh, I the way I was, uh, the impression I was getting, okay. Was that uh, that w- that you would dictate one movie and I would dictate another? Mm, I'm into and, that. And so we do a double feature here. All right. Okay. I so was thinking kinda... more like a little burst, but we can do just two for sure. Shut the fuck up. See, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, what do you mean, bro? <laughs> I don't even know. I, don't where know. This I, came from. I guess burst isn't a real good way to explain it. I, I was thinking maybe just like a. It could be a handful, but and we can just kind of talk about them a little bit. Oh but sure. I'm okay. down to do just two, two for sure. Well, how about I mean, we just do two? Okay. And we yeah. do one that I pick and one that you pick. Dude, okay. the problem the problem is is like I don't I don't know. I mean, all right. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for a family traditional movie mm-hmm. is and maybe this is I, I I don't know why I'm I'm a little embarrassed by this, but it's like maybe it's a elf, you know? My family, oh, elf. Like, my family dug elf. Nice, know? dude. Yeah, um, that's something is, that I didn't get much of when I was a kid. I mean, I, I saw it a couple of times, of course, but it wasn't yeah. one that was in my family's traditional. Uh, well, it's a little more modern, list. you know, but, yeah. but I think that there's something kind of nice to having a tra- a family tradition of like watching a Christmas movie that you all also literally saw in theaters together when it came out, you know? Yeah, you all share it together. Right. It's like a, um, a one that was started as a, like as a family, as like the small family unit, not one that was like passed down from the mom to the kids or the dad or whatever, you know. Well, right. And so uh, that's what I would put forward. Okay. As Elf. a side note, I was I was kind of tempted to do it. And I guess we don't have to do traditional ones, but as, as far as like our own personal traditions, but I was a little bit tempted to do It's a Wonderful Life. Um, because I'll be honest with you, I have not watched It's a Wonderful Life since I was like four years old. Dude, it would Which always big... be on like my grandma's TV when we went over there for Christmas and I had caught like, I don't know, a little bit of it here and there, but I've never seen it start to finish. I feel like that means we should watch it. Yeah, I'm down to do that. But but, I don't, but this is there. this is two movies I'm dictating now, you know? Well, here's the thing. Well, then we could do that as a third. That could be like the one that we just choose. And then we could both bring one that's like a traditional family movie. That's true. I equation. love the idea of just like two podcasters doing like a, a, a commentary episode for It's a Wonderful Life. And we're just like, <laughs> dude, we're going to bring this down a fucking notch, dude. Like <laughs> it's over for this this American film classic. Oh yeah, uh, dude. I mean, this broad looks nuts in here. <laughs> it's like, what is the deal with this broad? Main character looking crazy. Pull up the IMDB on her. Pull, pull up the early life on this guy. Bring up this shit, dude. Um, but yeah, I'm down to do It's a Wonderful Life. One thing I've never seen, uh, even once, is Miracle on 31st. Uh, I don't know, the street. But... I've never seen it either. Really? Yeah. Dude, yeah. you know what we should do? We should watch Miracle and It's a Wonderful Life and just say fuck it to the traditional movies. That's true. Let's do that then. Okay. Because those are both kind of, I don't know when Miracle came out, but I feel like it's kind of older as well. Sure. It's definitely, I I feel like it's around the same age here. Miracle on, it's 31st, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got film 
Isn't it by like John Houston or some shit like that? Mm, this is the, this is our new George Seaton. I know John place. Denver. I don't know John Houston. John, it's a different city. West Virginia. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's 47, and then it's uh, I feel like It's a Wonderful Life is not as old as 47. Yeah, oh my gosh, 46. Whoa, okay, holy smokes, I didn't even post World War II world order. I was just, <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> fucking Henry Kissinger's just a wee little lab in it, dude. <laughs> And and Jimmy Stewart comes up and he's like, oh, oh well, when's his when when's Kissinger gonna die? <laughs> yeah, let's do these two. I'm down for that for sure. Dude, let's fucking do it, dude. It's all over right. These hoes, dude. So I'll put those on the watch list for this week, and we can try to record that sometime next week to put out on the Patreon. So yeah, you know, you freeloaders, if you want to hear anything about it, if you want to hear our hot takes on movies from the '40s, then yeah. uh. Yeah, you can sign up on patreon.com slash. Dude, we're gonna rate all of we're gonna rate all of the women female actors on the binary. Oh, uh, we could do a wood panel for all the <laughs> all the actresses in Absolutely. these like classic films. We certainly could. Like uh, I'm looking at black and white here, but I bet if it was colorized, it'd be pretty nice complexion here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Um I watched fucking Trading Places the other day. Dude, Trading Places goes fucking hard, dude. I love Trading Places. Can I just can I just share something really fast about it? Because I, maybe you hated it. I don't. But just as a quick side note, I watched Trading Places and Dogtooth back to back the day that I broke up, that I got dumped by my ex like years ago. <laughs> and Dogtooth is a fucking nightmare. I don't know Dogtooth. It, Should I maybe watch it? one of the worst film recommendations I can give you? Just specifically to like, it's like Euro trash art film shit, and uh, it's like degenerate. Yeah. It's a great film, but like you would hate it, right? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just remember, like, I just remember, like, I was like, oh my god, I can't watch Dog Tooth because I have this horrible connection to it and all this shit. And I just remember fucking just the legacy and the raw power of trading places. Trading places <laughs> cannot be brought down by hoes. That movie, that movie is untouchable. I like, I, I like, I watched it again, and I was like, I have no negative uh, associations with this film. This is just, this is just a joy to watch. Dude, Dan um, Aykroyd in full blackface. Dude, Dan Aykroyd in full fucking blackface, and fucking and and dude and, and good and like and like top of his career, Eddie Murphy, with yeah. the fucking with, with his fucking little hustle of like of like being a paraplegic, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, and like, dude, I love it, dude. What'd you think? What'd you think? Uh, dude, I think it was like the second time I saw it. I saw it a long time ago, um, okay. but not like you know, I was a kid when I saw it. I didn't have the you know, cultural barely, stuff I picked counts. up as it barely counts. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on, dude. This movie is unreal given today's cultural climate. Um, but also, 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 it has a good deal of uh, of class consciousness in it, which I know you will. Appreciate. Yes, that yeah, that was what I was going to say. And also, it's the classic, like um, you know, thing that goes on in movies. I guess in this era, kind of a little bit, but mm. of materialist versus like. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily materialist, but like um, nature versus nurture kind of thing. Well, right, um, that's it's like the main thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which is kind of, a, you know, it's a debate that kind of, I think, goes into like materialist political uh, analysis a little bit as well. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting there. And like, yeah, you said it has, it has the class consciousness going on. It's really bizarre. Like the the, old, the rich people are like crazy, dude. <laughs> the um, two old the, the two old men. Yeah, dude. And they're just like, oh, let's see what we can do here. Yeah, let's like they're just like having a, a bet with each other, the usual bet, if you will. Um yeah, man, I liked it a good bit. I did not remember or expect or know that Jamie Lee Curtis was gonna be in it, and much less that she was gonna be like oh. Whore. sold as like this whore that's supposed to be like super sexually alluring i guess or something mm-hmm. um i mean i don't know if i really bought that but i like jamie lee curtis scream uh scream queen so yeah i think it's good i i was kind of taken back about eddie murphy's character for sure um at least in the beginning and then i was just wondering why is it that eddie murphy like I mean, I guess I know why, maybe the cultural climate, but Eddie Murphy was always casted as the most like crack addict kind of esque character. And he's yeah. not really that, like, he doesn't really look that way. You well, know what to, I, mean? I mean? Like, the, to be fair, the, to be fair, right? Because you got to understand part of the thing that we're doing here is like, dude, Eddie Murphy is like Jerry Seinfeld, right? Yeah. Where Eddie Murphy, like, by the time we were of age, Eddie Murphy was basically like already done with his career and he's like a fucking just he's like a Titan. Yeah, right? He's goaded. Just like how like Jerry Seinfeld, it's like Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld doesn't give a fuck about anything. Jerry Seinfeld isn't working on anything like Jerry Seinfeld yeah. had like the most popular fucking show ever and then just went out. Right. And but the thing with Eddie Murphy is like, yeah, he did. When we were growing up, he did a bunch of like family comedies like Daddy Daycare and shit. Mm hmm. But, like, the shit that actually got him popular was, like, super, super irreverent uh, stand-up. Yeah. Right? Well, the stand-up for sure, yeah. The, the stand-up's wild, dude. And, like, yeah. and and also just, like, I, like he had his, um, I forget what the fucking character was, but, like, on SNL back in the day, he had his, like, spoof of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. But he would just, like, it would just be, like, in a crack house. Oh, okay, nice. Um, and he would just like steal people's radios and shit like that. Um, and so I don't know. It's just, like it's just like this. I guy can see that. Okay, who's like really irreverent and like swearing a bunch, and he's really, really, really dark skinned. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, so that's where I got African. the coming to America role for sure. Well, right. Like, oh, he looks African. <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the movie kind of it was it was yeah it was just kind of shocking. They they say the n word a couple times. Um. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> There's some fights say the N word a couple times. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, that's what. That was what was shocking. I mean, I'd, you know, really bad in the eye. You see, uh, dude, we were watching. Know. We were watching The Shining the other night, Ooh. and like when they say it a couple times in that, I'm like, "Oh, right." You're like, "Oh, yeah, different times." Yeah, yeah. They just like <laughs> they just like they just like say the N word. That's wild. That's just what they were and doing then back then. I gave it five stars. Yeah, you're like, oh, immediate five star recommendation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like clapping like that gif of uh, of uh, Orson Welles. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He, I he probably said the n word a couple times too. Oh, I'm sure he probably did, dude. I mean, anyone kind of in that era. <laughs> I mean, who among, among us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Hey, Jinx. Hey. That's nothing though. I guess you owe me a soda. You gonna mail it to me? <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Yeah, man. Fucking trading places fucking rules. Um, I, you know, a good one too, if, if, um, this one's a little bit more of a, of a deep cut, but, um, here, I want to make sure I have the name, right? Yeah, no, I got the name, right? Um, wait, no, I don't hold on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh man, I didn't realize that Kevin Spacey was in this movie. Um, Okay, I personally like it. Maybe it hasn't aged well because apparently, like, IMDb fucking hates this movie. But see no evil, hear no evil with Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder is funny to me. I like this movie, um, and the whole bit of it is that it's like, uh, is that it's like, um, I believe it's like, fucking Gene Wilder is blind, and then Richard Pryor is deaf. Oh yeah. It's like between the two of them, they're like capable. And yeah, it's like, <laughs> like Gene Wilder and fucking blackface, like dressed up like an African king or something. Honestly, oh, yeah. honestly, I remember loving this movie and watching it a couple years ago and still liking it. So I feel like the bad reviews are probably more just because you know because of woke cancel culture. Um, oh, I'm watching it, dude. Richard Pryor, dude. Pryor yeah. is a fucking god, dude. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I didn't know about this movie. I definitely going to check that out. Yeah, I guess no, they did great. a couple. It's, it's, it's got it's got the racism, and it's literally just like <laughs> the two main characters are like cripples. And dude, I love. Okay, first thing, Gene Siskel on Rotten Tomatoes. This dubious <laughs> concept might have worked if someone had written something funny or for either comic actor to say. All right, you know, fair enough um here's the real juice though 89 percent of google users like the movie that's what i usually go off that's just guys like you and me you know so what that's i mean the it's not the people yeah it's not movie bob sitting back taking his fucking you know his little letterbox fucking recommendations on, audience score on rotten tomato 72 that's not bad versus yeah that's much better than 27 <laughs> <laughs> literally inverse Dude, that's crazy rotten tomatoes for a second here God, what a fucking hell site Rotten Tomatoes is, dude. I know, it's a fucking nightmare, man. Well, you can't oh, the shit they shit. spew on there is worse than you can find on Twitter. Maybe not worse, but it's on par, dude. Yeah. I don't even I don't really usually agree with the Rotten Tomatoes score at all. Like, I, I usually won't even look at it. The Google score is also ridiculous, too, because, like, really any rating for a movie is just not going to really be a good metric to go by at all because people just objectively or subjectively consume art. So it's really kind of difficult to say like, I might love see no evil. See what well, I don't know what that see movie no was. See no evil. I know I sounded kind of Asian there. Dude. I don't oh, know what that was. Please. I see no, eyes too close. See no evil. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot see very well. Oh fuck! Okay. Guys, oh. to all of our, um, we love Asian. the Asians, folks. Yeah, I love the community. Okay, can mm-hmm. we just? Can I just? Can I just make a point about something here really fast? Asians or what's up? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> what's up with the whole needing to call everything a fucking community now? Okay. Mm. There's not a fucking gay or Asian community. There's a gay and Asian population yeah you're not a fucking community you don't fucking know each other you're not communing over anything okay like Mm -hmm. there's nothing you have a thing in common you have one thing in fucking common all right Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, words don't mean anything anymore, dude. People talk about like the Marvel community. You know what I mean? People use it right. to like no, Discord fuck- communities. None that's of these a are communities. Consumption dude. habit, you fucking right. retards. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's where I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in the uh, the community of dudes who uses MSN as their home screen. <laughs> so we're, we're all pretty tight. You know, we got all of each other's and emails. play online poker on your fucking Xbox 360. Hey, that is community, dude. Me and the boys go in on that, right? Dude, that's like, <laughs> we that's run like tables. the video game equivalent of fucking renting DVDs from the, from the porn store. <laughs> well here's here's something i do i've never been on in one of those but i do rent dvds from the red box oh my god dude <laughs> yeah you, i'm that guy i pull up to the local walgreens dude, show I've me your red a, box I've, I've worked at a at a video store before <laughs> yeah? yeah was it like an cool. adult video store or was it like a, no, a regular oh no nice uh, i don't yeah, want to get too much more information but i did live in, work at a, i almost said live in a video store um well fucking a i mean how much you fucking work throughout the week practically hey. living there um, might as well be might as well man um but yeah no it was it was fun that's my dream like owning a small like having a small little shop where i can just have all my dvds and like dude, you can kind of rent them if fucking, you want i would fucking kill myself if i had to work with the fucking general public again dude um, oh dude i like just well, like i guess i, I kind of have to but like that's talking, true talking face to face with just like little shit sipping normies that just like feel like you owe them something i hate it no i hate it you don't have to do that if you own the shop you just be like you can just be like a grumpy dude that's just got a bunch of dvds like there's a place down the street from me and they've got dvds and vhs's for sale there's just one dude who's like for sure autistic but they didn't know about it then at that in that age range so he's just kind of like a little bit of a grumpy old dude that sticks to himself kind of thing he just kind of sits in the back corner where the checkout is and like he's got one buddy that'll come in they'll chat about locally you know new dvds that came in or whatever but like he's not having any conversation like you go up to him and it's just you checking out and getting out of there he might maybe he could wreck something to you if you wanted him to but He's putting off the vibe that's like, don't, you know, don't open up a conversation here. And you can do that. Like if you're in that kind of industry, I feel like, cause I mean, I don't know about there, but I think most people that are coming into like a used DVD shop probably aren't, you know, the best social talkers in the first place. So they're probably people who are going to be like, you know, they are indeed not the best social talkers. <laughs> I mean, me, take me for instance, I'm the best bro. social talker. Nobody socially <laughs> talks the way that I do. Fuck. You I mean, I make, we're trying to make a situation. make a job out of it, buddy. <laughs> that that is true. This is this is the this is uh, dude. These people are sick. Is the number one, um, the number one social talking themed podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm, we're the best at it, really. So we, I guess, we probably shouldn't own a DVD store because, really, we'd be kind of out dude. Of we'll that. own a DVD. We should own a, a DVD. We should own a movie rental place. Um, we should own a movie rental joint, but just have like, um, like canceled racist films. Whoa, yeah. yeah. Carry like a yeah. hundred copies of Juno before the broad uh, chopped her tits off. <laughs> dude, what's that? What's her name? Ellen uh, Page. Oh uh, yeah, Ellen Page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> that I've ever actually said the new name, and I don't know that I ever will. Um, oh, that's a dead name. The Elliot. 
Yeah, that's Elliot the dead name. Elliot is the new name. Elliot no, 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 that's the dead, dead name. name. That's oh, not the way I operate. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's the dead name. Yeah, the new name's the dead name. And then people are like, I don't think you're is. right, and you just start screaming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, God God bless her, you know, pray for pray for lost Ellen. souls, you know. Pray, pray for, for Ellen. <laughs> Both of them. Ellen DeGeneres, too. Lord knows she needs some help. <laughs> I pray for Ella DeGeneres, I think. I think I would. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I know my mom was any... probably praying for her back in the 90s, dude. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, is she getting up to any... I mean, she's gay. I know that. I mean, that's the problem, to... yeah. I mean, is that's... she getting up to any, like, paganism? Or... Well, she is drinking kids' blood for sure. Um, and oh, she's man. a real sicko in that way. And, like, real real bad about that. But she also got canceled, like, a two years ago or something because she was mean to shitty useless interns yeah 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 no shocking you know you know who's (laughs) if they were like working in a mcdonald's and it was like a black lady on um, welfare that was screaming at them that would be less of a problem but it's ellen degenerate and, yeah, like degenerate uh, dude yes bring know. it I back don't to, i don't want to infuse race hate into this so i'll calm down about it but but yeah no dude. Ellen, honestly i'm gonna start standing ellen i'm gonna start defending you stand ellen i we, we <laughs> must stand ellen because she's too easy of a target well uh, dude she's also kind of trad dude like the bull dyke she trad? that's kind of bull dyke is kind of trad dude well yeah like to where we're at now at point right yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We gotta at least bring back regular lesbians. You know what I mean? Regular bull that's dykes. Tr- that's a step in the right direction. Regular lesbians are um, are the are the revolutionary subject that we didn't realize <laughs> we needed, but that we. That's did. so true. Put them up against yeah, against all these new like uh, amalgamation people that are coming around with different parts, like a platypus. Yeah, they're like they're like they're like. They're like we were the original, we were the original uh, gender questioning women to the trannies, and they're like we were the original people that just didn't ever want to have sex to the asexuals. Yeah, and they're gay, so I mean they're in on that already. We're Not the original, maybe, but fuck, dude, we're so fucking gay, and we're uh, we're oddly aggressive to people. <laughs> I kind of like that. I, I kind of get along with lesbians a little bit, like, because I mean, there's just like you nothing have the that you know. What I mean, getting along with lesbians, you think? <laughs> yeah, because you're a fucking faggot. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know, man. I mean, there's like I I know a couple people that just are the lesbian uh, whisperers. I almost said worshippers. No, whisperers, and there's just something about it. I think that lesbians generally don't care for me. Um, yeah. Honestly, generally, um, more masculine women. And this includes just kind of like white trash women just generally don't like me. Oh, um, I can see that out of the box. I don't know what it is. I think it's my sprightly and effervescent nature. Yeah. Um, I don't have <laughs> a got... sprightly nature, but um... <laughs> you got those like kind eyes, you know, I don't think they like you that. So? Yeah. yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I had a, I had a white trash friend in high school. I don't really like that word. I feel bad. Saying no, it. but I had kind uh, of, a, I had a, but I there is of... that. It's a yeah. type of person. I mean, yeah. it's not like you don't want to make fun of them, it's and they don't want to thing. be the butt of all jokes like they are culturally now. But they exist. I'm not trying to put them in Gitmo, I guess. Right? No, of course not. And I'm, they're people just. Like this. Yeah, I, I had one. I had one of these so-called people 
there was a friend of mine. I'm kidding. Uh, there was a buddy of mine in in school, and I remember his mom said that I reminded her of her first husband, and her and her first husband. Oh was God! Like, well, and you know, you know, that's not good. Yeah, statistically speaking, you kind of know what that means. And she was, she was like, she was like genuinely horrifically abusive towards me um oh, i mean wow. that's not a good that's not a good word to use because then it sounds like i like lived there and she like beat me or something right. but she was just she was just like a psychotic little bully woman um yeah she identified you with her fucking ex-husband that's a big part of it exactly and you're good. like a you're like a 15 year old 16 year old kid and you're just like oh what um, <laughs> so like you know what the fuck oh, am i no. gonna do about it you fucking crazy horror i don't know um but uh but yeah no generally um if you're on the more bull side of the spectrum um of a woman generally don't like slav generally not a Hmm. fan Um, yeah i see that you know but uh but well i mean i think the only reason i've been friends with lesbians though i was in a band with one Um, oh that makes sense yeah you know they're in so, bands that's the thing that's for yeah, sure they're in, thing. they're in like folksy looking kind of bands you know doing yeah. kind of a gay stevie nicks thing going on you know uh, of course yeah uh, yeah or or making bad punk rock uh, oh definitely a lot of the punk rock yeah yeah dude yeah. there was this one band that came into town recently that was just like it was like four and there was all lesbians and they played for some rock. reason for some reason this is totally an aside i'm totally interrupting you with it but for some reason i just preemptively laughed because i just imagined you saying dude there's this one band that came into town they're called like the rolling stones or something <laughs> and i just thought that was the funniest thing and you didn't even say it and i'm just wasting time talking about this <laughs> i but think that's that, funny though that would have been funny anyways you know i don't really care for the rolling stones you know, my first dance with my friggin' wife was uh, was to a Rolling Stones song. Oh. I really, I like it, but I don't actually care for them that much either. I think that the Rolling Stones, if I may, mm-hmm. if I may here, go on. Um, you may, you may. You know, there's a little something about the Beatles that mm. is, you know, I personally like when they were being a little more covert about the fact that they were doing drugs stuff better. Yes. I think that, I think that, you know, early, um, you know, early Beatles stuff, you know, you get to, you get to like revolver, you know, revolver rubber soul. And you're like, yeah, we're good here. You know? And I, it's like, there's stuff on magical mystery tour that I like and stuff like that. But the earlier stuff where they're like, Ooh, we're British, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, is like fun. And I like that. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, all, yeah. it's all good. I want to make that clear. It's all good. But like that stuff in particular, that is a thousand times more the case for the Rolling Stones. Like, like the first couple of albums, like between the buttons, black and blue shit like that, a lot better. A lot better. And again, it's because like they're a lot more grounded. And so they're not just doing the thing where they're like, you know, like, like, oh, we're just like, we're just, they were like, they're like proto wiggers, right? Like Mick Jagger is a proto wigger and he's just doing the like bluesy fucking. (laughs) And, And like, I don't really like that. I straight up dislike that stuff. 
Um, yeah. But like when it's a little bit more of just the like, oh, we're like needing to make British pop rock music back in the day, which you would think isn't good, is act- ends up actually being better than just yeah. these like these fucking British proto wiggers. Um, that's my take on the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I just don't need all this British shit over here doing like they're taking a, essentially it's just British people. It's kind of like you're saying like the the British pop you're like or like British kind of like alt pop kind of stuff they're doing whatever. It's like okay, that's kind of cool, like weird, like but then they come over here and they're like they learn about jazz and blues and they're like, "Oh, I'm just going to try to like yeah, just try to impersonate blues essentially and but just do it." And then they're English and everyone loves it cuz they're from Brit. I don't know. I don't need a Britain bullshit. American music is good. We we don't need the British rock stars coming over with their with their bullshit and their John Lennon and their bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we don't need um, their John Lennon imagine. Yeah, we don't need that, dude. And they're kind of Gal Gadot later on singing that shit. That's what he started. <laughs> See, he's just, just standing here just waving his copy of Catcher in the Rye around. Just like, we don't need him. <laughs> All right? And I say we do something about it. Good riddance. Yeah, yeah. Good fucking riddance. Um, yeah, he, that's I mean, kind of my still, thing. On he the still Beatles is probably too. like the most talented Beatle besides George Harrison. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, are you? I mean, are you like one of these fucking degenerates that's like anti the Beatles? I'm not like ant. I've just never was of them. Like, there's nothing that they've really ever done for me. Like, Do you I, I'm not. Like a, I feel like you've got like a good couple of months in the future ahead of you where you're gonna like it's something's gonna click. Maybe I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't but know. Like, I listened to a good bit of the Beatles. I just okay. like I don't like I because okay because like, I was like uh, I had a girlfriend in high school and she like loved the Beatles and her family was like about the Beatles and I was like okay I'll get into well, this is what did it this dumb well, no. <laughs> ruined the no, Beatles no, no. for you. Uh, her family was great. I mean, she maybe not the greatest, but her family was fine and you know I, no negative associations with the Beatles because of that. But I just listened to a lot of it in that time and just like mm. just didn't uh, nothing really clicked with me. I don't know. The Beatles. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know i think maybe oh, my problem with it there's like oh we like goofy music and it's kind of goofy and we're doing drugs and it's psychedelic and you're like uh, uh, we made a funny, yeah we've made a funny concept album about a, a, a submarine isn't yeah. that funny coh isn't that funny (laughs) okay as a quick side note i mean whatever right like you're wrong about the beatles that's fine yeah it's fine it's fine you know god bless i think i just want a little bit more edge i think i just like a little bit edgier in music i think is what it is dude they have some edge dude what are you oh my gosh man like i don't know about i don't know like just a little bit like i don't know they got songs i don't know something doing heroin and shit dude all right, well, you can. I'll listen to him again. Maybe I'll vie with the hair. It's all right. Songs. It's all right. I'm being intolerant. I'm being intolerant. But listen, listen. Um, you you should. Uh, what the fuck was I about to say? God damn it! God damn it! You said that there'll be a couple months where things are clicking. Me, me liking the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's fine. I mean, whatever. You know what I was gonna say? Fuck. What was I gonna say? I was gonna say. That Peter Jackson's movie studio put out <laughs> the music video now to the what's what is being said is is the final Beatles song. Oh, I did hear about that. You need to watch this video because it's a fucking nightmare. And like, I think that it's 
demonic, right? Like I think I think that it's I think that we need to let dead people remain dead. And Oh god, are they doing some sort of necromancy? Yeah, it's a it's a necromantic digital. Yes, it's a necromantic video and so basically Okay, so the thing about Peter Jackson, you might know this, is that he's got basically like the biggest special effects studio on the planet Earth. Right. Oh, okay. And so, you know, after after Lord of the Rings, it was just like he's it's like it's like a thing. It's like a big thing. Uh right. It's a huge resource and it's amazing. It's like it's like it's like the top of technology there. Right. All right. So they use him for this. And I think that there's like just a really interesting lesson here because, because they use him for this and they do this video where it's like Ringo and fucking Paul, which like, you know, we're really blessed to have Ringo and Paul be the two still around, <laughs> um, are like performing with like adapted old footage of George and John in the studio. And so it's like, they're all together performing one last time. And like the song's not particularly good. And, sure. the, and really the, probably the main thing with it is that if it was, if it was produced several decades ago, it might have been a lot better, but it just has this, like, I don't know anything about m- music production, so I can't speak to it, but like, it just everything feels like too much i guess like it's too crisp like you know what it is this is the best way i can describe it is it feels like the audio equivalent of when you go into a best buy and you look at their televisions and they just have these like hyper sharpened hyper colorful stock footage of like nature mm-hmm. and you're like and you're like this is impressive in a in a really in a, like a really like technological sense i guess but like this hurts me to look at yeah yeah and like why the fuck would i want to like enjoy this in my home right yeah, the saturation like how... is too much no exactly exactly right and it's like it's too much it it sounds like whatever that looks like mm, and, I, I see that yeah and it's a nightmare and there's but the the big thing is there's a lesson to be learned in just the fact that like the, the closest chance that we have on planet earth right now of someone being able to actually pull off um, doing whatever the fuck this necromancy thing is. <laughs> the fact that that doesn't work sh- should be taken as a lesson yeah. that like, there's just something fundamentally wrong with it. Cause Dude, it looks I think the closest, the closest is probably the fucking Parkland shooter, uh, virtual like the, the student that they brought back to life virtually to making like a pro gun control commercial. Do you do you remember oh, that? Right. That was right. like the closest that we've gotten to it actually. <laughs> Which, as a quick side note, as a quick side note, I just want to, because I'm just curious about this. I, I'm I'm sending you a link to this. All right, it has 35 million views and it was released a month ago. And the GTA 6 trailer 
came out two days ago and it has 114 million views. All right. Uh, just, just, just something I'm curious about. Um, all right. Hold on really fast. So I'm sending you the link. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to be too bad about this or whatever, but what I don't, what the, oh that was that wasn't a send message button that was like a help me button okay did i it was this did i send you the right link uh let me see i'll pull it up so just skip around because it's horrible all right i see it oh there's God. like a Hold shame on. on you aspect to this and okay keep in mind like i haven't really i haven't really given this this song its full due but like get to get to oh my god it looks so bad get to like skip to oh. like a <laughs> skip i've seen an like, image of john lennon staring off into like you know that meme where it's like the uh the guy is sta- it's like staring off into the sunset <laughs> it's like that but it's john lennon staring at just like young versions of them singing so so like... jump to so jump to a minute and 50 seconds oh here's paul holy fuck okay let's see just a minute and 50 seconds. A minute 50. And just, you can even just pause it there. Oh, oh, oh whoa. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. Okay, this is the best that that, that that technology can do. Okay? Look at the contrast. Okay, first of all, what's going on with Ringo in general? But look at the contrast <laughs> between... <laughs> look at the contrast between Ringo and the room he's standing in. Yeah, dude, what the hell? Also, it looks like it looks like Ringo looks like he's being filmed in like fucking Inland Empire. Like this is fucking <laughs> David Lynch filming him <laughs> for real, fucking, yeah. On a fucking camcorder in like 2009. <laughs> yeah. What is going on? Also, also I think I literally think that that footage of John Lennon in that studio looks to mesh better than the fucking footage of Ringo. For real. I don't even know what that is, dude. I guess they, like, the microphone in front of Ringo is, like, too, it's not right. Like, it's, like, I don't know if it's too big or if it's just not, like, it's blurry. I don't, everything about it is just weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for this at all. Also, and honestly, right like, now, this, like, this, like, footage of, of George Harrison in his old age actually just makes me really sad to watch. Yeah. Because uh, he's, because he's just, he's just a sad guy in general. But this looks Dude. like a fucking Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks like a fucking COVID benefit that they were doing in the early stages of the lockdown. Dude, skip to 251. Dude, I have it paused on 150 exactly, and the face that fucking John Lennon is making is unreal. It's disturbing. All right, 251. <laughs> he looks like an Instagram filter, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, what the hell? Okay, 251. I mean, now that I'm looking at it, it's like uh, maybe they <laughs> are going for, like maybe they are going for a certain level of schlock. I just like I don't. It's gotta be, dude. I don't understand, but it's like it's like it's like it's like weird enough. It's like enough on the line where it's like I don't know. Like, is like is Peter Jackson just like senile? Like, I feel like I could have made this in my like ninth grade fucking Photoshop class, virtual arts graphic arts class. Because it does not, I mean, it's not, I don't know, it's not believable, first of all. I mean, obviously, it's not meant to be because the ages are way different. You know they're dead and everything, but, like, it's just, it, it's corny. It's, I don't know. It's not, it's not even just corny. It's like a fucking nightmare, dude. Like, this yeah, is like, I don't. 
This is skinwalker shit, dude. I don't I, like I'm it. I'm turning all. it off now. Shame on them. Yeah, Shame I don't care them. for that. Um Oh no, hell no. Now I'm seeing a fake AI John Lennon. Like <laughs> I scrolled down the tiniest bit and and they're like showing me shorts that they want me to watch next, and one of them's just cartoon AI John Lennon. Looks like it's from GTA six, maybe. Is oh god, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, get out of there, man. Get out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> um, I mean, well, all right, let's all right. Let's wrap it up, maybe real quick. <laughs> quick little. Well, we're looking at like Just necromancy horror videos. Beatles video. <laughs> yeah, like, what's going on? I like. On? I like to think that that was a watch along with the. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. We. Could I hope do... everyone else looked it up. I well, I do when I don't. Oh yeah, don't look it up. Actually, well, if you did look it up already, you know, you know what we're talking about. We're all in it together. Honestly, if you if did you watch it, then... it tonight, just do a decade of a rosary at least, and yeah. you know, <laughs> just say a couple hail marys. Anyways, yeah, I mean, we can wrap it up. Wrap it up. We're gonna watch Miracle on Thirty First Street, and uh, it's a wonderful life. And uh, we're gonna chop it up about it, and we're gonna fucking deconstruct. We're gonna queer these films. We're gonna oh, look at them man. from a postmodern, uh, deconstructuralist point of view. We're gonna queer yeah. them. We're gonna make um, them gay. I'm gonna I'm gonna imagine what <laughs> it would be like if there was kind of a remake in an Eddie Murphy style, except <laughs> all the characters are played by by an AI generated George Floyd. Yeah, that's, where, that's Fr- where I'm at. Just, just, to, just to let you know where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at with it. <laughs> George Floyd, George Bailey. We're gonna, fl- we're gonna, fl- <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna Floyd it up. We're gonna Floyd this film. Dude, God I can't Floyd wait to make these film. people gay. Yeah, we're gonna make them all gay. We're gonna make them all gay, George Floyd, and um. Yeah. You didn't put the voiceover in yet, though, did you? These people are sick. Oh! Individual. These people are sick. These people are sick. They are sick, and you better get used to hearing it. These people are sick. Boom. <laughs>